listening to the Confessions of a Clairvoyant Housewife podcast. From marriage to menopause and margaritas, nothing is off the table. This is Cindy Goldenberg. Hi, I'm Cindy Goldenberg, and I am a clairvoyant life coach, psychic medium, intuitive expert, or whatever you want to call it. I really don't know what the title should be, but I am a person who can feel and see and sense truth, your higher self, energy, your aura, who you are, who you're meant to be, where we come from, a higher blissful divine state, angels, and everything that's good. However, I am a woman, I am a mother, I am a housewife, and I am older than I think I should be. And I am experiencing, like everyone else, changes in my life. As far as I'm concerned, I think I'm in my 40s, that my breasts are perky, my stomach is flat, my skin is smooth, and my eyebrows have a natural arch, and that I'm really still the showgirl that I used to be when I was in my late teens and early 20s, and that I am pertinent and no pop culture, And that I'm also very much um, a good writer, sympathetic, compassionate, and extremely well-versed as an intuitive counselor, as a person who feels and knows and loves to nurture and to inspire and to reflect that which is all great and good, benevolent and eternal. And that's really what I've been doing for the last 20 years. But in the real world, I am just like you. I get frustrated. I get annoyed. I get hot flashes. I get constipated. I get annoyed. I get agitated. And even though I have practiced what I've preached, I have found that after decades of trying to help and inspire, not everybody wants to be. And so by going within, especially these last few years, I lived in, um, I'm from California, Southern California, and lived in Laguna Beach on the beach. You know, I'm not complaining. I've had a very good, lovely, privileged life. Still do. I live now in Miami. It's lovely. I love the Latin culture, wonderful weather, not so much in the summer. But it's new and novel to me, and I enjoy living more of a European or South American lifestyle where less is more, and you get out and you do things and walk the dog and meet people and be spontaneous. But in the last few years that I've lived here, my website crashed, I stopped writing, I stopped doing individual coaching and personal readings and sessions. Uh, Prior in L.A., I did uh, television and many, many speaking events and, and just teaching and workshops that I love. And during that time, things changed. I had a lot of health challenges, but I didn't look at them as challenges. I just looked at them like, gee, I'm getting older or things go a little awry. And I always have a positive attitude and faith-filled and thinking it's okay to be, quote, sick or have a disorder or have something else and still be spiritual. It doesn't mean you're 
not doing your affirmations right if you get something wrong. But instead, I looked at it and thought, thank God I'm in Miami. Thank God I live here because, wow, the medical, the medicine, the doctors, it's excellent, exemplary. I'm so fortunate. So before I go through a whole list of ailments that I've gone through that I've uh, overcome and I'm still overcoming new ones, I am still strong, tall. I'm 6'1". That's where the showgirl part comes in. Uh, I was very tall when I was very young. And I modeled a little bit. But in my mind, I was like the superstar of the stage. And I went back to school. I went to law school for a while. And uh, it was harder than I thought. And I quit halfway And I got married in my late 20s, and I had children in my 30s, and um, I had an entirely different career, and like I say, I lived in Southern California and everything, but then I moved here, and I had a lot of time to reflect that the career of being an author and a speaker and a writer and the wife and the mother that I want to be and love to be really wasn't turning out the way I thought. And what I mean by that is I'm very appreciative for everything, but it wasn't fulfilling. It was frustrating. And it wasn't like, why the fuck doesn't, why didn't, why don't you just listen to me? All I want to do is love and nurture and cater and, and give And if you just sit down and relax, I'll give you the world. But don't challenge me. Don't annoy me. And I'm because I don't mind. I mean, I know life is annoying and challenging. But I think by having a frustration that's continual, it's triggering in me things I, I am tired of trying to attain. Like, I want a peaceful communion. I don't have to vote like you. In fact, I don't. I don't have to like you, but I love you. And I may even be married to you and think like this. I mean, I'm married to a man, different religions, different everything, but differences don't matter. It's what you love about each other. But what I have found in my own life and why this podcast is being birthed is that my nature of who I am, of how I was raised, my subconscious blocks and my subconscious blessings of being a survivor, a codependent, a loving, empath, sensitive, pioneering, victorious, again, sensitive, easily hurt, moody, hopeful, idealistic person. I am now at age 63 and realize that I am still these things that I'm never going to change. I don't know another language and the urge to be nurturing and loving and giving is not always landing in the areas of my life with friendships, family, extended family, 
that I thought it would be. So the urge to inspire, like I say, I'm 6'1 when I go to the grocery store and I see little old ladies that can't reach the Cheerios cereal box on the top. It's effortless for me. It's my nature to reach my arm up and to help. So my nature of wanting to inspire you, it's also because, oh, isn't that lovely? I feel that love and that bliss. And plus, I have really practiced through years of meditation and and little sidebar note, we're all psychic and I teach how you are and you're connected to God and all that's great or whatever you want to use in place of that word, God, love, truth, he, she, it, they do not mind. It is all for you, not against you. There are a thousand million frequencies of love. None of us love the same. What I have done and seen and witnessed is so phenomenally profound that we are made up of love and not, there aren't two of us that are the same. There's an infinite way, infinite love infinite many ways of love and expression, and we're all each unique, but it's still love. So wrap your head around that and now try to contort it back into an existence where we're trying to navigate with personalities. And that's where I'm at. So because of my son, he said, Mom, you know, I know it's hard for you to find time to sit down and write, and you didn't finish your second book, and you love to teach, but you don't really have time to cultivate this and that, or you are busy doing this, or you're handling this, or you're at this point in your life. He says, why don't you fulfill that urge to inspire and give and nurture by doing a podcast? And I said, oh my God, you're brilliant. He is. He's brilliant. He's handsome. He's tall. He's single, ladies. So in saying that, I have always had notes on a second book called Confessions of a Clairvoyant Housewife. But now it's about menopause, marriage, and margaritas. So as we go explore what it's like to be psychic, intuitive, how to connect, how to see things differently, and also be um, open to new experiences. I invite you to hear my stories. Uh, I'm an expert in many things, but I am not a doctor. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a psychologist, but I've learned a lot about mental illness. I've learned a lot about disorders. There is no right or wrong. But there are tools and things that I have discovered and books that have been written way before I even started to lean into this direction that have helped me so much in understanding that it's okay to be sensitive. It's okay to be an empath. It's okay to come home and cry if someone looks at you the wrong way. It's okay to feel inadequate that you're not a tough employee and you can go and be a tough attorney or you're supposed to have 8,000 degrees and straight A's and all this pressure that I think is so unnecessary that we do to our young people. We create stress. It's okay 
you are perfect the way you are. And if I am at this time of my life learning that there's new ways to see this and to find self-acceptance and self-worth and not just through gentle exercises and affirmations, which work and that's what I'm going to talk about too, but to go deeper into really acknowledging today is the day I stop comparing competing and thinking anything less about myself. What I have taught is the same message so many other authors, be it spiritual books, Bible, everything is about worth. You have worth. You are meant to be. You are perfect. Nah, I fucked up. I'm an alcoholic. I hurt people. I've done this. I did that. I, nah, nah, nah. No, that was meant to be. You recognized. You resolved. You, quote, resurrected your intention, your insight through allowing yourself to receive your perfection that already exists. So before I get very esoteric and say all these things and you go, well, that sounds nice, but what the hell? How do I make that happen? I just wanted to say thank you for going with me on this journey to explore and navigate new ways of looking at things in a way that always comes back to you in knowing that you are great, you are perfect, you are meant to be, that you're doing the best you can, and that you are always, always loved, admired, and supported, regardless of what you think. And I just woke up thinking, what would I like to talk about to make a little bit of a few points that you can go back and reflect on? before I tell you all my juicy stories and years of clients and experiences and epiphanies and also my uh, hot flashing complaints and bitching and moaning and groaning, which I do do a lot of too. I thought this is a new year and here's why not adopt a new way to think. At the beginning here, we are in January 1. We go, oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to have a resolution. I'm going to, these are all good. Good, 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 good. Good intentions. Have affirmations. And however, I think realistically that there's just too many details in a formula. You know, like you think, well, if you do this, then this will happen. And instead, I'd like to just kind of like make it simple and incorporate the things that I know how the universe works for you, how you can be gentle. And these are tools that I like. And by incorporating them, it just simplifies things. Again, you know, I am older now, but I am a mother. And as much as I have taken time to meditate and do other things, but having kids and soccer and school and pickup for many, many years, I needed a microwave very quick, you know, way to do things. So a lot of stuff I would do or even say or simplify or just remind myself I would do while I was driving. So this doesn't take a lot of effort, 
but I've kind of put together a little format here of things I'd like to introduce so you get to know me better. And I'm a big follower of A Course in Miracles, which is spiritual psychotherapy, thousands of pages of the Christ consciousness voice of the white light of the consciousness that we're all made out of, which is the self-correcting intelligence. And that spiritual psychotherapy channeled book is really a million different ways to learn to forgive yourself for forgetting how great you already are. So one of the concepts in that that I like and I've incorporated in my life is that we're always reacting or creating. In truth, we are souls. We are spirit. We are moving forward. We're made of love, like I told you, infinite ways of love. But we are here, incarnated humans on this planet, we are here to experience that which we're not. So we're here in a existence of duality and opposition. So we are creating, and I don't mean just drawing and creating or cooking. We are thinking of something, we are analyzing it, we are hoping, we are daydreaming, we are singing, we are creating. We are moving. Metaphysically, it is a vibration that is a high vibration. Or we are reacting. Now, most times of reacting, I don't want to say negative, but it's a lower vibration because it's a, wait a minute, you just said what to me? Or I'm so hurt, God damn it, fuck you. I will cut you. I can't believe you did this to me. And after all these years and my mom did this and my dad did this and everything. So our reactions are imprinted in our subconscious from this life and previous lives and in little sidebar note, even science proves this, that all existence and all lives that we're living, we're living our future lives and our past lives all at the same time. Kind of like a barbecue skewer of bell peppers and chicken. It's turning and evolving. And the good news is, is you kind of self-correct in one dimension. You do across the board. So this whole forgiveness and self-worth stuff is really good stuff. Anyway, Back to the first concept, you're either reacting or creating. So the knack in uh, understanding this self-discovery or, or utilizing these tools of thought is to not judge them, just look at it. So you're reacting or you're creating. So if you're reacting to something else, unless you're really reminiscing or looking at something that, oh, look at my little baby picture of my child or, but most things of reacting are trying to process that which hurt us. And we're going backwards. It's okay. We have to. We're human. We, 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 we're not a soul. We're human. I mean, we are a soul, but we're having a human existence. So understand when you are not feeling happy or good or you're moody or you're hurt, give yourself time to be that way. But say... I am reacting to someone else's story, someone else's pain. This is not my own. And then 
I will show you ways to say in that moment, but I am creating. Well, I'll just tell you now, here's an example. I am creating by saying, I invite a higher power, God, angels, or a dog named Ralph, or a flower, or a star, or a sweet smile of someone you know. Anything that is of the highest good. I talk to that, or I talk to that energy, or I talk to somebody, or even my higher self, and say, I forgive myself for thinking I had to carry this thought by myself. I give it to you. And so in that statement, or say, hey, wait a minute, I don't deserve this. I deserve to be happy or something. You are inviting a higher power and you are creating the intention to be free. And you're no longer reacting. Because another little metaphysical rule of thought is you can't be doing two things at once. Again, you're either reacting or you're creating. So if you can practice creating through the intention, deliberate intention, even if you don't understand exactly what it is, and you can do it any way you want. If you say things like, you know, when I say, oh, you can say Hail Mary and Adonai and Dear God, Dear Jesus, Dear Buddha, or fucking A, it isn't the words, it's the intention of, dear God, I don't deserve this, I deserve this, or hey, fucking A, this is enough. It's the intention of, maybe you had to be provoked, or maybe you had to be hurt in order to say, I need help, I don't deserve to feel this way. And in that moment, and I don't know why the universe is made up of this way, but it is, And in that desperate or hurt or pain-filled moment, you are creating and you are co-creating because you're a chip off the old block of God, light, truth, eternal intelligence. You are creating the intention to be heard, the intention for a different outcome, and the intention to receive. So saying that, let's look at things that we can say for the new year. And if we keep it into threes, we can make it real simple. Like three things, rather than say like, oh, today, you know, or this year I'm going to have this and this, and it's going to be a wonderful year. You can still say that. But if you want to write down or, you know, vision boards, I'm all for the everything because our collective consciousness loves color and movement and sound and and again I could talk years about this and I will but right now if you can start with three concepts or three points of what do you deserve instead of I want or I have as if you know you're saying it and you want to manifest just what do you deserve So I thought about it this morning. I thought I deserve to be happy, rich, and healthy. Now that's okay, and it's good, but it's not specific. And it's like, oh God, do I have to do homework? Well, not really, but if you want to cook or make something, you can get flour and eggs and it can turn to paste, or you can do it in different ways and make a cake or a pancake or 
you know, a gravy or a soup or, you know, it's like these are, there's only a handful of ingredients, but you can mix them in certain ways. And then the creativity is, goes on and on. So here's your three things. I want, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be rich. And I deserve to be healthy. But let's redefine, let's be specific. So I thought about it and I go, hmm, happy right now happy. I deserve to be free of other people's drama. I deserve to be free of being targeted. What's that mean? I don't like to have to apologize for my lipstick, my blonde hair, what I'm wearing. And now you go, what? Why would you let anybody bother you? I'm not saying this because I'm proud of it. I'm saying it because it's my quiet inner truth. One of the things I also see and teach, and it's fun in person too, is auras, like star signs. I have a blue aura. I am very sensitive. I love to teach. I love to empower, but I love to love and I want everybody to love. I want to mediate. I want the Paris Peace Talks. I want everybody to get the fuck along because life is good. It's not just short. It's good and it's rich and it's happy and wake the fuck up because let's go eat. Let's have a drink and let's all just be peaceful. Even if I can't stand you or can't stand the way you vote, I really do at the middle of the night really wish we could be peace-filled beings that cohabitate. And that's my quiet inner urge. And when it's not, or I'm targeted, as much as I'm confident and everything else, it hurts. The inner child in me, or whatever you want to call it, goes, I don't like being hurt. So being a parent, get tough, being married, this is not for beginners. So, you know, a lot of the logic, of course, we understand that, you know, don't take things personally. And, you know, what is it? The Toltec wisdom, you know, don't eat someone else's poison. And I get it. I get it. I teach it. I write it. I get it. But what I'm saying for me, the happiness is I'm obviously not saying it loud enough to myself because it's affecting me. It wakes me up in the night and then I daydream how I would like it to be. Or if you're like other people, you just pretend that's the way it is and you try to deal with it. Or you are reactionary and react to them and you end up talking to yourself going nuts because they make you crazy. And this could be coworkers. This could be friends that you thought were friends. This is, they're not bad people. And they could be your own family. They could be immediate family. And they often are. But what you find is that you are, you go, what am I attracting where I'm being targeted or I'm being, and this is very subtle. It doesn't have to be covert, overt, I mean. But anyway, let's stick to the specifics here. Happy. I said I deserve to be free of other people's drama. Free from being targeted. I'm not your enemy, sweetheart. And I am also free from their misery, anger, or frustration and not responsible for fixing others, even 
those I love. I love you, but you're not listening. I love you, but you don't want to be happy. I love you, but you're doing this. But I'm all these things. I am a wife and a mother and a friend and a ministry counselor. spirit. But on a personal note, I'm talking, not in a professional way. I'm emotionally involved and I'm not feeling ha, that it's getting returned or the love that I have the urge to give is landing. Okay, does that make sense? So that's my definition of I deserve to be happy. So what do I do? I state what I just said. You define your own thing of happiness. Next thing I do is forgive. Now I have written and taught forgiveness. I'm going to not stay in this very long because I love the topic. Forgiveness is not biblical. I forgive you. Christ forgives you. It's all true. I'm not belittling it. I'm just saying, again, microwave speed. I just need a quick little nutshell, which is forgiveness. I thought of an acronym years ago. Forget ordinary. What? Oh, forget ordinary. Oh, I already forgot it. Oh, forget ordinary reaction, gain insight, vision, and envision. Or uh, I'll think of it. I can't think of it. Forgiveness is not about an incident. You can forgive a murder. No, I can't. Yes, you can. And this is how you do it. In another time and space, it was you, or you did something similar. But this is not about tit for tat. This is about consciousness and thinking through a higher power, through God, angels, whatever is you're comfortable with. Vast universe, frequency, sound waves, whatever it is, this is taking a moment to look through the ultimate truth, eternal reality and say, the part that God made that is like my cat or my dog, or the sunset, or these flowers I'm looking at, I forgive. I forgive that in you. But who you are, and who you choose to be, and you can say, you mother frecker, you ah, 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 go ahead. That ain't mine. That ain't my job. What it is, is you're delegating, you're putting the forks with the forks, the spoons at the spoons, you're making a decisive target precision. Only the part that is true and loving I can forgive on for forgiveness sake. Because as I do it, I use a power that says, I am forgiving you to get away from me because forgiveness is the most powerful, transmuting, beautiful, melting, all. It creates an energy where nothing negative can come to you but it's powerful and it has a little back kick to it, which I'll mention in a minute. But the forgiveness is, I forgive you, but more importantly, I forgive myself for thinking I had to be affected by your bullshit. I forgive myself for thinking I had to carry this burden or this memory alone. So I got lots of stuff and eventually I'll put it on websites and I'm going to give it away free and a lot of things that you can do to practice that kind of mindset. And to be honest, 20 something years ago, even though I've had many psychic experiences, which I, we all have our whole life, I became really clairvoyant and 
grounded and saw auras and colors and heard voices overnight with that simple principle that I just told you to imprint forgiveness onto people, places, and things that myself. And when I did, I just, everything changed overnight. And my first little sweet gift book, Forgiveness, the Divine Connection, that I wrote in 2007 is about that. But anyway, back to these three steps. So happy, I deserve to be happy. Number one step is I define it, what it is. Number two, I now forgive it. I forgive whatever I got in the first part of what it is that I felt frustrated or being targeted or that I have to fix you. I now say out loud, I forgive myself for thinking I had to do this alone. I forgive myself for thinking that I have to be responsible and fix you. I forgive myself for realizing that this is not my assignment. I forgive myself for being available to being hurt. So when we can find something specific and then we can define it in any way we want, and the good news is you get to change your mind often. But as we're doing this, this stuff works. You're really kicking up a charge. And when I see people, or even when they're listening to me, you should see your aura. It, you grow halfway across the room. And I think this is the day to get that picture of the Porsche out because you are attracting magnetic energy. But anyway, so you go and you forgive specifically what it is that you have been doing or utilizing or thinking or carrying a burden. And what you're really doing is saying, I don't, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then the last part is, and you'll get good at this. You can do it in 30 seconds. The whole thing is an affirmation. So now if I want to be happy because I don't want to be, I want to be free of your burdens and your bullshit and your back, you know, mumbling and you're pointing fingers at me or whatever it is. And even though I love you or I'm supposed to love you or I like you or, or I'm related to you or whatever else, or you're a friend or a coworker, or you'd say things, you know, it's like, I love you, but I want to love you in this way, but I don't want your bullshit to come near me. So I'm going to say this. And now, whether it works out or not with you, I know I'm going to get new opportunity to feel what it is that I just asked for, because I'm going to affirm it. So I'm going to say, here's a few. It is easy for me to be open to new positive people. It is easy for me to be around uplifting people who support, love, and encourage me. I am living the life of my dreams with a steady, rich, abundant cash flow that affords me wonderful vacations that I take three times a year, a house that I can easily afford and furnish with the ocean view, uh, abundant career, uh, platform, fill in the blanks. It doesn't have to be just with what causes the happiness, you know, or, or what feeling disg disgruntled. But as you go into an affirmation, you can say, yes, positive people, because that makes me happy. But by the way, these things do too. And let me remind you again, metaphysically, that asking for something, people go, well, I don't want to ask for a facelift. I don't want to ask for a Louis Vuitton bag when, you know, somebody needs to be cured from cancer. Okay, you just made up that rule. 
Let's go back to the basics. You're reacting or creating. Think like a child. Think like a dog that wants a little dog biscuit. You're pure love and you deserve that dog biscuit. God, light, love, nature loves you unconditionally. Asking is asking is asking. Asking creates the intention to receive. If you think you're not supposed to receive one thing, or you only receive another thing, you're blocking exactly what you just started because now you're saying you're in control and that I can only receive some things and not other things. And that life is uh, conditional and you, God, or love or Mother Nature really don't know what you're doing. And I know better because I learned this and I'm a good kid or I'm a good person or I'm a good wife. And then there's rules and I went to church and I went to temple, blah, 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 blah. It's all good, and I'm still saying, you know, whatever, you enjoy your religion, your yoga practice, whatever it is, but keep it simple. Asking is receiving. Am I receiving? I thought I was, but lately I'm not. So I'm teaching myself to be more mindful or aware in exactly what I'm asking for. And like I told you, I am realizing I am asking for love and peace and joy through my happiness because I want to give love and nurture. But I'm got to let up on the people I'm giving it to and not make that there's nothing wrong with them, but there might be something wrong a little bit with me, with my insistence. So... I'm learning a new language that I love who I am and what I love to be, but I have to turn my head and be open to receiving it and having it reflected back to me differently than what I thought. Okay? So, that's my happiness. Then I'll go quickly on the other two. I deserve to be rich. Same thing. You say... um, I'm willing to release, so do some releasements. I'm willing to release my fear about money or not having enough. I'm willing to release uh, my inadequacies, um, maybe not having a degree or a good job or that I had to blah, 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 blah. Let it go. Let it rock and roll. You know, this takes courage, but do it. Clean your closet. Get the dust bunnies out. I'm willing to release this. And once you say it, it's released. That's the good part. Then what do you do? You say the part that you're forgiving. I forgive myself for thinking I had to carry this burden. I forgive myself for thinking that it's a conditional world and that only people that do this and this and this can have money and everything else and success. Oh, I forgive myself. Okay. And I forgive myself for not asking you sooner. And I forgive myself for not using this responsible thinking. Okay. And now what's your affirmation? It's easy for me to have money. Say it again. It's easy for me to receive money. You know, the other day, Star Wars came out. What is it? Star Wars 10 or something? I don't know. I can remember. What was I? 18, 19, 20 years old and lived in Newport Beach, California. And I went to go see it with my mother at the big theater. And it was like, 10 o'clock in the morning, we'd already been out in the sun for like two hours. Who goes to a movie crack of dawn, right? But Star Wars was such a big picture. And um, 
we went, stood in line, saw the movie, and loved it. And I remember, you know, after that, buying a, I don't know, I was in junior college or something, like t-shirts and everything. And, oh, my mom and I would just laugh and go get coffee and talk about it all the time. So in the last few years, I don't know what the one that was a few years ago, um, I was probably three years ago, I was in uh, Aventura, which is near Miami, and I saw the movie, and afterwards I went to the restroom, and in a quick nanosecond I thought, oh, i got to call my mom. My mom's been dead for 10 years, and even though I talk to her and I feel her and I know all about eternal life and and I'm very faith-filled. In that nanosecond, I cried. And I thought, she's with me, and that's why I cried. Because it was just such a quick second. And I thought, I miss her. And then I thought, no, she's here. So I said, wasn't that a good movie, Mom? So just the other night, I went to the new Star Wars with my husband, and my son, but now we're in Miami, you can bring your margarita in, you have the drinks, you get the table, you hit the button and the seat goes back and you know, the surround sound, you know, it's like, this is this is how to go see a movie. So I got my popcorn, I'm sitting there watching it and everything. So I think the movie began, but I switched from a margarita to have a beer. You know, I don't drink a lot, but two drinks, whatever. But prior to that, my son, because we are in Miami, and it was Christmas Eve, I said, let's, uh, he goes, let's go get a margarita, because we were there too early, like we already had our seats. So we walked down, and we went to a little fancy, cute tourist place, and we sat at the bar for like 20 minutes, and we had fancy margaritas, really good tequila and all this. And they were good, and with the tip, it was about 40 bucks, okay, because we're in a tourist area, so there's a little more, but it was worth it. So now back to my story. So now I get my popcorn and now the movie, I don't know, we're about 30 minutes into it, but I thought I got to just pop out because I have a beer. I have to use the restroom. I go to the restroom. It's nice and clean. I walk in the stall and on the back where the little silver thing comes up and then the prong comes out, the flusher thing, right? I'm, I'm getting ready to go wee real quick. And there's this pink paper that's notebook and folded and handwritten. And I thought, oh, it's like a postcard to go get a free taco or I don't know. You know, like people place things in the weirdest places. And so I'm getting ready to sit and I kind of look at it again. And it looks handwritten. It says, be blessed. And it's paper, but it's hot pink, like notebook paper. So I picked it up and I'm now sitting down and I read it and it says, be blessed, pay it forward and Merry Christmas. And I unfolded it and two 20s fell out, $40. And I went, what? And in that moment, I thought, oh my God, I have to put it back. Somebody lost this. Somebody's like, in that nanosecond, I thought, N wait a minute, wait a minute. This is about receiving. I have to receive this. Where did this come from? How did it come into this dimension right here in a toilet in a Miami movie theater? So I laughed. I held it to my heart and I said, thank you. And in that moment, I felt my mother. So 
when we say we think we receive, be open to receiving in all kinds of ways. So now back to these things that I just mentioned, the three steps, and now say it's easy for me to receive. It's easy for me to receive money. It's easy for me to receive cash flow. And if you think of that as a bank account or getting your paycheck or getting a job or an acting job or whatever it is you want or a career, do that. But be open to receiving coins that fall under your feet. Receiving is receiving. And then the last one that I mentioned, health, the same thing. It is, I am willing to release the need to believe that sickness or a disorder is doing something wrong or having a wrong belief manifest in my body. I'm willing to release the need to fear about any condition. And then I forgive myself for thinking I had to worry. I forgive myself for thinking I was really sick and I couldn't recover. And I forgive myself for not inviting you sooner. And then you say, I am healthy, I am strong, and I am kick-ass. So when we do these little steps, and we can take three things and start the new year to look at something differently, we are, in that moment, we are present. We are focused. We are deliberate. We are accurate. We are creating we are forgiving, we are appreciative, we are grateful, and in these ingredient moments, you are so power-filled and precise because you believe and therefore you expect to be answered. And that's how you create anticipation, wonderment, spontaneity, joy, miracles, and receiving. And so... It's not always easy when you do as you expand and you're happy and you know all these things. Be prepared for opposing forces to remind you that I say the three F's. You're fat, you're fucked, you're fired. You're humiliated, you're discarded, you're uh, put down. And you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. She just said, I just said, you know, all these wonderful Christ consciousness, wonderful things of expansion and higher vibration and attraction and yellow auras and what, what, what. But like I said, you are here to experience that which you're not. So when you are deliberate and you know, and then you get a health challenge, you go, I am okay. Bring it on. I'm walking through the fire. And I am no longer available to be your target. And someone says, you know, I've never really liked you and you did this and this. And after all these years and mom liked you best. And you go, thank you. Bring it on. Because the opposition is what's making you deliberate. And the metaphysical universe is your light has expanded. In expansion, light can only go to the dark. You fill a whole auditorium and make it pitch black and you light a candle on the floor. You only need a little light. But just remember, you are made of that. And you are creating, whether or not you realize it, so utilize these intentions. Focus on what it is that you want. Take time to see what you don't want so you can release it. Forgive yourself for thinking you had to carry it or that you're alone. 
and get over the fact that, you know, there's no condition. If you want to do push-ups and Hail Marys and it helps, fine. But there's no prerequisite. There's only the instant, holy instant, the nanosecond, the present moment. But in that present moment, you will divert and no longer do the old moments. And that, for 2020, is a new way to think. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And I'll talk to you soon. Go be great. You have been listening to the Confessions of a Clairvoyant Housewife podcast with intuitive expert, Cindy Goldenberg. To learn more or stay connected, be sure to visit www.cindygoldenberg.com.